0: Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valleen, joining alongside Zach Ross. How are you doing, Zach?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Just saw the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Whoa. Big words. Going to get into that in a second. Logan Plants also here. How are you doing?
2: Doing well. A little under the weather, but I saw Sonic 2, so I'm, I'm doing pretty well.
0: Is that why you're under the weather?
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, well,
0: it took it out of you. Sonic gave it to you? No. Through the movie. Yeah. So we're talking about Sonic 2. But not me because if if you didn't tune in last week we realized that it doesn't come out in japan until august so i'm gonna be sitting here having no idea what you guys are talking about i am assuming no spoilers
2: no spoilers (laughs)
0: on on these thoughts
2: but yeah uh both of you guys went to go see it how was it it was good it was, it was really good. Uh, I think that my biggest hope for this movie was that it would take more influence from the games and have actual more lore to do uh, with, with stuff that we know from playing all the 3D Sonic games and, and the 2D games, too, and it definitely hit on that. That was the biggest improvement from the first movie was, you know that you got Tails and Knuckles coming in, and they were both great. We both liked them a lot. And then Is he sexy? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, he was. <laughs> all right, good, good. Yeah, uh, he was, he was kind of dumb. He was kind of in between his personality was a little in between the knuckles we know from the games and the boom knuckles who's really stupid. Okay, yeah. So he was a little on the dumb side, but he was funny. And then, yeah, the story was solid and they also still kept in a lot of the human characters from the first Sonic movie. Like James Morrison's character was actually in it more than I thought he was going to be, which to me was, was a welcome part of it because I really liked him in the first movie. So yeah, overall I liked it a lot um i i guess the one thing i didn't like as much was i didn't think that the jokes were as good as the first one i wasn't i didn't think it was as funny as the first movie specifically uh, Eggman, i thought was funnier in the first movie than he was in mm. this one uh, but overall i thought it was a great sequel and there's a post-credit scene that has me excited for sonic 3 okay yeah <laughs> zach what did you think
1: yeah, I agree with pretty much everything Logan said. I liked it a lot. I love how they leaned into all those Sonic references because going through the movie, just seeing all those tiny little references from playing all the games really was the highlight for me. Um, and I think Jim Carrey did a really good job for being his last role in any movie ever. <laughs> yeah, So that's that's <laughs> <Apparently>. really exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked the Eggman character. It leaned a lot more into like traditional Eggman than it did in the first movie. Um, and then just highlighting a lot of just tails and knuckles and then leaning away from the humans but still having them as an element i thought it was a really good movie overall
2: yeah and just not even just the the parts of the story that were more like the sonic games but just the references around that you could totally miss that like we went with my girlfriend who doesn't know anything about sonic and there was so much stuff that she was like oh i didn't know that was from the games and it was just super cool uh, to see that as as a fan and i feel like what so many video game movies get wrong is just not caring about the source material at all. And out of any video game movie I've ever seen, I think this one cares about the source material more than, than any video game movie ever. So that's, that's a huge plus for it. And, but it's also still accessible to other people, which is, I think we talked about this with the first Sonic movie. Like the first Sonic movie doesn't really feel like a Sonic movie. It feels like a pretty generic kids movie that kind of sets up the world for the the universe for these films. And so I liked it in the second movie that kind of cut loose a little bit and, and went crazy with a lot of the Sonic stuff for fans who will know and appreciate this stuff. But then keeping in the older characters from the previous movie and still following that plot line from the first movie through makes it so people who don't care about the games could still go to this sequel and enjoy it. And to them, it's just like, oh, I like the Sonic movies. But to us, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they included a reference to that moment or that game—it's no use. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. <laughs> Dang it,
0: uh, Sonic Three, holding out hope uh-huh. for the memes. How was Tails? Like Tails? Tails really only showed up in a snippet at the end of the uh, the first
2: movie. It's interesting because Tails is voiced by the same voice actress who plays him in the games. But Sonic and Knuckles aren't. So when you hear Tails talk, <laughs> Interesting you're like choice. it's Tails and it's awesome. It's like that is Tails. Like she used the same voice from the games. So it totally is Tails. And then you just hear that's Idris Elba. Like it's it's a kind of a <laughs> funny comparison. But I liked Tails a lot. I really liked all three of them. There's a great fight scene between Sonic and Knuckles that I really, really enjoyed. So yeah, seeing the the main three Sonic characters uh, on the big screen I thought was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so you Sonic Heroes oh references too, which really <laughs> Sonic Heroes specifically. Yeah, there was like one. Yeah, there
0: were. Well, was Knuckles swearing when he did yeah, his punches? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that would have been yeah. a great, great little throw in there for the Sonic Heroes fans. Uh, you were talking about Eggman a bit before. I know that you know in the first movie, it doesn't really feel it, they don't lean that hard into Eggman as Eggman until like the very end of the movie. So, I mean, but then you said that, you know, it. at least Logan, you were thinking that, you know, his character didn't land as well in this one. What did you think about his character now that he is more like the Eggman that we know from the games rather than kind of Jim Carrey playing this character who becomes Eggman?
2: His performance was great. Like, he, his performance was funny and his physicality was still really funny in the first one. Just the writing for him is what I thought wasn't as good, but him portraying the more unhinged, crazier Eggman, I thought worked super well. He did like the belly laugh multiple times and it sounded eerily like Eggman. Like, I don't know how he does it that well. Uh, so I was still a fan of him as Eggman and I'd like to see him in more movies as Eggman, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be a thing, uh... And the end of the movie definitely leaves it open. Either way, it makes sense if he's never in another one again, and it makes sense if he's back in the third one. So okay, well, it, that's good. Yeah, it wouldn't feel weird either way if he did decide he was done acting, or if he did decide to come back for Sonic Three. Uh, but yeah, it was just it was just his some of his one liners from the first movie are my favorite part of that movie, and there just aren't as many memorable ones in this one. But I still thought he was great in the part. I just the writing for him wasn't wasn't as memorable.
0: Okay. Yeah. Are they all in in the in the real world for the whole movie? I know that Eggman gets transported to another realm in the end of the first movie. Is it still all in the real world, or is or do they take some some areas where I guess the the actual character like Sonic and Knuckles and, and Tails are all in it, but maybe not the human characters as much?
1: It, it definitely leans very heavily into the human world. Not to get into spoiler territory, but yes, the vast. Just in different locations on the planet Earth.
2: Yeah, it's all on Earth, but there are definitely references to some some Sonic zones in the movie, but uh, they're just hidden on Earth. Apparently, is is what they're oh, going weird. with. Green yeah. Hill Zone is just on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, Green Hills was just the town in Montana, or, yeah. But then there's okay, so yeah. it's kind of like that where it's like, oh, now we're referencing this zone, but it's just on Earth, <laughs> so which is kind of <laughs> interesting. But yeah, after uh eggman makes it back from the mushroom planet like the first five minutes of the movie then it's hey solid. shout out to No space <laughs> yeah yep. <It's> very similar <laughs> to that yeah and then um as far as the human characters like the um gosh i don't remember their names donut lord and his wife what? i don't James remember the tom and his wife <laughs> yeah they... tom and uh they don't they don't matter <laughs> So they're they there. they get shipped them. off in like the first scene that Sonic's into the movie. They get sent away from Sonic on a vacation, and I'm like, okay, well that's it. They're here and now they're gone. But then, like, a, roughly a quarter of the movie takes place at they go to they go to um, Tom's wife's sister's wedding, who's also in the first one and hates Tom. I don't remember any of these characters' names, uh, and. <laughs> yeah. A, not Sonic. A big chunk of the movie just takes place with them at their wedding, and Sonic's not even there. So there's no Sonic characters at all. It's just all the humans interacting, and it's actually pretty good. It's a pretty good part of the movie. It's just weird because it's like, okay. this is the Sonic movie right now, and we're just like, it's just this rom-com at this wedding that has nothing to do with Sonic. But
0: So it has no bearing on the movie at all. Well,
2: eventually they, inter- they collide. Eventually they do intersect. It's just there's this first okay. part of the movie where before things kind of connect where you're like man what what purpose is this serving but then it does eventually <laughs> and it's amazing yeah it's oh, okay. great it yeah. it's a great part of it overall i'm kind of right now thinking i like the first one a little bit more uh just because i i did think it was funnier and the pacing's a little better this move sonic 2 is two hours like it's a pretty long kids movie what, sonic one was, was that just 90? About, 90 about yeah uh-huh yeah um so that one just moves a little quicker i think that the writing is a little breezier and funnier Uh, and i like Eggman more but this one i like more for the sonic stuff that's in it so it's definitely worth seeing for sonic fans i guess just like i have a few friends who liked the first one but don't care about sonic so they ask me will i like this one as much probably not i think that this one is more for the sonic fan so i really liked it for that but i think it has a little bit less of widespread
1: appeal
0: zach where do you put it with the first movie
1: I'm in a similar boat. I think I like the first one a little bit more. I think that a, lo- a little bit more of the jokes landed for me on that one. I like seeing the the Dr. Robotnik slip into the Eggman gradually. Um, and just the origins of of Sonic and his relationship with Tom, I thought, was handled really well. So as much as I like the second one, I do like it very much. Um, I think the, the first one was just a little bit better. Yeah,
2: and I think Did that part of it- those. I was just going to say, I think that a part of it is that uh, when it comes to Eggman, maybe parts of it feel a little bit off because he's actually on camera completely alone now because... In the first movie, he's interacting with Tom and Sonic pretty much every time he's on scene. Some of his funniest scenes are actually interacting with James Marston, like when he knocks on his door and pretends to be like the guy from the electric department. He's hilarious in that scene. But in this one, most of the time, he's interacting with Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. So there's these three CGI characters and Jim Carrey on screen. And so some of the timing just doesn't feel as organic because it is like basically a fully animated movie at that point. Plus, Jim Carrey's there, too. And I think that I noticed that... Uh, Sometimes the timing just doesn't quite feel as snappy as two people actually standing face-to-face interacting with each other. But that's a very small thing, and I'll I'll take it to have more Sonic characters in, because I loved having Tails and Knuckles in the movie, and I thought it was weird that in the first one it was just Sonic and then his his chauffeur uh, who who drove him. Oh, and the other thing I'll say, (laughs) it's aggravating in this series. It was like this in the first one, too. How many of the problems could be solved if Sonic just ran away? Because he is the fastest thing alive, and it's like, oh, no, we need to do this this stupid dance-off to, to get the map back. And it's like, in the first movie, you literally froze time. Why don't you just yeah. freeze time, grab the map, and leave? And they're like, nope, we gotta do this. It's like, okay.
0: I mean, the freezing time thing could basically solve everything. At that point, you are unstoppable. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one can uh-huh. do anything. I mean, it was a cool scene when they did that, but yeah, kind of, if you think about it at all, you're like, wait a minute, you know, he could just win right now, which in the first really movie to.
2: is solved because then Eggman uses one of his quills, which is uh, decently length in the, in the movie, he uses one of his quills to speed up to Sonic speed. So that's where the final, the final battle happens is because Eggman is as fast as Sonic. So they fixed that in the first movie. And then in this one, it's just like, nope. Maybe they just forgot about it. <laughs> Sonic's not How was his Squill length in the movie? It was good. It was good. good. Decent. It was decent. Yeah, Twitter was talking about decent. it again for Sonic Frontiers the other day. Oh my god. I don't know why. Yeah. You excited for the third movie? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Post-grabbing yeah. scenes hype. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Very excited. Oh. Why do I have to wait five months to watch this movie? import the blu-ray when it comes out in a month
0: wow yeah that 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 is the play right there that would that would, is that would work i think I, yeah i still have my ps4 here i just gotta pay the shipping fees
2: yeah
0: <laughs> best video game movie you've seen sonic one news sonic one sonic is one. the best mm-hmm. one yeah. and then this one and then uncharted <laughs> and then this
2: one i like detective pikachu more than uncharted detective pikachu is a very good movie and after seeing this movie the less i like uncharted i'm like wow that (laughs) they honored the game so much and i still don't even like it as much as the first one but i'm just like yeah uncharted was was no good
0: i mean yeah it it was a very generic adventure movie like that so if you look at it against a movie that actually cares a little bit more about the source material as a fan of the source material, it's it's uh, definitely not going to hold as well.
2: <laughs> oh, and I'm also very excited for the Knuckles spinoff show now. I really like the place he's at at the end of this movie, and I think that seeing him kind of go off on his own adventures could be really fun, uh, so I'm, I'm right, looking forward to that, that's too.
0: Right, the Idris Elba Knuckles yes. uh-huh. that's in the, in the TV show. Yeah,
2: I don't know if it's going to be after the movie or, like, what he was doing before. I could see them going either way, uh, because he definitely has a backstory they kind of introduce in the movie, so to see in between his backstory and him showing up in this movie or him going off after the movie. I I'm curious to see which they do.
0: Which one was that on? Was that on Par- the Paramount? Paramount plus.
2: I
1: Everything's think. on Paramount plus now.
0: I get, get lost on all these services at this point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. I think that's where it is.
0: All right. We'll look forward to our spoiler review in five months <laughs> or <laughs> sooner. Get around to watch or sooner. Who knows? Who knows?
2: All right, do we want to get into the news we've got this week? Yeah, let's do it. The biggest story, Kingdom Hearts 4 announced, also some mobile games announced, at the anniversary showcase, 20th anniversary event for Kingdom Hearts. No date given, they just said magic in the making. The art style here very much looks kind of like Final Fantasy VII Remake almost, more realistic art style. Sora got a major overhaul, he is in it. Uh, he lost his big clown shoes. He doesn't He doesn't have those anymore. Donald and Goofy appear at the end. We get to see a boss fight taking place in this city uh, that Sora is in. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4, no date. We. I feel like we've been talking about this three weeks in a row now. Why are they announcing these games so early? This is built in Unreal Engine 5, so once again, it's probably going to be a long ways off. But, Zach, I know you... You you had a big story with Kingdom Hearts 3. You first put it in your top ten games of all time. Then you decided you hated it and were done with the franchise. What does Kingdom Hearts 4 do for you? Oh, were you done with the franchise? Is that I'm it? not
1: done with the franchise. I'm all in on Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Crawling back.
0: <laughs> I'm back, baby. I get it. Uh, all they got to sh- yeah. do is show you a one-minute trailer with no date or anything. You're like, <laughs> all right. It's
1: like, all right. Fully in. You got me. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like that. Kingdom Hearts is one of those kinds of things. And I really enjoyed this trailer. Um... I, Sora tends to change his appearance depending on what world he's in. And it appears that this new world of Quadratum is the more realistic worlds teased at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. And I don't know if his art style is going to change if he gets out of Quadratum. But it's it's showing Donald and Goofy being in a similar art style, going into uh, the underworld and finding Hades in the trailer. Uh, Hades was the the guy in the trailer that they were talking to, which I didn't realize until I saw that on Twitter. People were talking about it, um, so people are just you know theorizing nonstop. It's crazy. The girl in the trailer who was talking with Sora, I was like, who is that? And then Twitter was just like, oh, it's this girl. I'm like, how do you know that? And it's apparently because of the mobile game Union oh Cross. Uh, oh apparently, that's oh. just now important to know, which I can't believe. It is very upsetting. What, was that, they also announced, like,
0: stuff for that? Because they yeah. had the new mobile game, and then they had an
1: update yeah. for the mobile game that's already out. This was all announced at the Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary event that happened in Japan. It took, like, six hours. They did a bunch of stuff. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura released the big, beautiful artwork for Kingdom Hearts 4. It looks gorgeous. They did the couple mobile things and then wrapped it up with Kingdom Hearts 4. Um, I didn't get to see any of it because it wasn't streaming. Anywhere that I saw, but, um, yeah, definitely excited. No idea when it's coming out, but uh, the the give us it wasn't just a you know cutscene. It was also slightly a gameplay trailer at the end there, kind bit of. Gameplay. Yeah, A bit of gameplay. Most of these Kingdom Hearts games start off with big boss fights like that, so this might be the beginning of the game. Um, uh, so definitely excited to see more upcoming. We all knew there was a Kingdom Hearts Four coming. Um, just. Nice to nice to see what it looks like. I like I like the new Final Fantasy esque realistic design of Sora. I think it looks good.
0: I would have to assume that he goes to different worlds, though. I mean, that is like uh, it, that's like the that's a focal point of every single yeah. Kingdom Hearts game. So you would have to assume that the Disney worlds are going to be in there in some form or fashion, and that he'll he'll change. Well, to, I saw
2: some theories worlds. that they were like teasing a lightsaber somehow in this trailer and Star Wars is a disney property who knows so Star Wars, marvel. you got you got marvel
0: too now mm-hmm. so i mean yep. like
2: things really open up yeah i really liked that this trailer opened with uh, if this isn't the ending you desired if it brings you despair then leave this world for another i'm like yeah if you didn't people hate the kingdom hearts 3 ending <laughs> and they're like literally like hey <laughs> if you hated stupid. this uh That's here's it. another game <laughs> so i thought that was kind of funny uh but yeah i don't know when this is gonna come out like end of this decade, maybe. Like probably a really long ways away. Next year, who knows? When,
0: when did they like technically announce Kingdom Hearts three? Was that like
1: pretty soon after two, and then they just like farted around? No, it wasn't. Decade? It wasn't that. It, it was. It was what nine, nine to seven, seven to nine years. Came out in twenty nineteen. Was it? Was it longer? I don't remember. It, like. It's
0: hard to remember because there's so many Kingdom Hearts games. So it's like, did they announce it then or was that another game? I but know. Kingdom Hearts is is not the series that you put any level of faith in for the game to come out in any respectable length. Twenty
1: thirteen it got announced. So 2013. Six, six years. Six
0: years from announced. Mm-hmm. Yep so if you take that you can expect this game in 2028 Eight. cool oh my god
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah we were talking about it before yeah what is up with all of these companies it's like hey here's this here's this trailer we have nothing more to show and we may or may not show you something within the next like three or four years <laughs> like we have nothing we have we have a title
2: Yeah, we don't even know what consoles these are going to be for. Like, are these going to make the Series X PS5 generation? Probably, but if something else be out at that time, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Kingdom Hearts Four, what Tomb Raider, The Witcher, all stuff Zach's played, all all series that Zach is invested (laughs) in. Pretty. (laughs) And now you just
0: have to wait
2: for an unknown amount of time.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: And this was part of the Nvidia leak that that happened last fall around Oof. and just another game that's kind of proving that to be true because pretty much every new game that was a part of that is becoming real and another one is tactics ogre reborn uh, square enix filed a trademark for this and tactics ogre remaster was another one from the nvidia geforce now leak last year so things are lining up monster hunter six is in that which is exciting uh, but we do fancy nine remake yep. come
1: on make it
0: happen It seems like everything's hitting, so I'd I'd have to think there's a pretty good shot that whatever was in there will make an appearance at some point.
2: Yeah, and like a bunch of PlayStation games that were set to come to PC are also in that list, uh, many of which have already become true. Uh, So yeah, seems like that was definitely a real leak. Kingdom Hearts 4, big part of that, and now that it's been announced. No platforms, no date, no nothing, but I will admit that first look looked pretty cool. I liked the, the new art style, I liked the city that they were... That they were in looks a lot different than the other games so i thought it was interesting i do know the series is not for me at this point but uh, <laughs> I, I did think that it looked neat Zach, all right. are you you're gonna play
0: missing link to get no. that missing link that you need <laughs> to understand all of these games and then play d-
1: double cross whatever <laughs> uh no i think i'm just gonna watch uh a youtube video entitled here's what you missed from all the mobile games Hopefully and then that video's that. like five hours or something. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it was.
0: Good luck trying to catch... Well, I say that, but I, you've got a good number of years to, to catch up on the lore before this thing comes out. So I think you'll be fine. Exactly,
1: yep.
2: I just need a Sora amiibo, which is still not confirmed.
1: No, it is that not. And the NVIDIA leak?
2: Yeah, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, but please, I, I that's all I'm waiting for. Yeah. Something else I'm waiting for, Breath of the Wild 2 was in the news this week, because over on Digital Foundry, uh, the guys there were looking at the most recent Breath of the Wild 2 footage from the 2023 delay announcement video, saying that this footage looks too good to be running on Nintendo Switch, so there are theories out there from Digital Foundry, very reputable source, I watch their stuff all the time, they're great, saying that they think that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be the same as the original, released cross-gen on Switch, and whatever's coming next, whether that's Switch 2 or something else. Uh, They also talked about how some companies render trailers for release that look better image quality than the game ends up being, but Nintendo never does that. Nintendo notably never releases a trailer that is rendered at a higher quality than what the game will actually end up looking like. So that was another reason that they think that Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a cross-gen title. I will point out that also we can expect this one to look better, because the first one also came to Wii U, so they're no longer being held back by that. And they're using that new NVIDIA HD technology, I forget the exact name, that's supposed to make, it's supposed to upscale 1080 to look 4K, even if it's not 4K, Nintendo Switch Sports is the first game using this technology, comes out at the end of this month, so could just be that, but these guys who know a lot more than I do about it, say that it looks too good to be running on Nintendo Switch. So, Kev, what do we think of that?
0: I don't know. It, we've talked about it a couple of times of when we were all expecting to see the next iteration of Switch, whatever that is. And at least for me personally, I, I didn't see it coming out next year. I, I I felt that with the way the Switch was going and with the amount of titles that they still have in the pipe, that they could let it roll a little bit longer. You know, at this time for spring of next year, that'll be six years And I feel like they could get seven years out of it pretty easily and then ramp up in 2024. And, you know, even if it, even if it looks too good to be running on switch, it'll still have to run on switch in some form or fashion Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what it's designed for uh, originally. And they are not going to launch it just for whatever comes next. But I don't know, just on the timeline of it for me, I, I feel like that's still a little bit too soon for, whatever comes next and i at this point i think that whatever comes next is the successor it's not a switch pro or yeah. or anything like that whatever comes next is is the next switch if that switch two or whatever they end up calling it it's not just like a little upgrade i feel like that's going to be a much more substantial jump forward than than a pro model would be especially if you're six seven years in at that point
2: Yeah, and it got me thinking. It got me thinking that I kind of have been looking at what Nintendo's going to do next as maybe a PS5, PS4 situation where they do cross-gen releases for a few years after the Switch 2 comes out. But now I'm thinking maybe it's going to be like the Xbox where you get one disc for xbox one or xbox series x and whichever machine you put it in is the machine that it reacts to it's like oh you have the xbox series x version of the game because you that's the console you put it in what if the switch is like that and they're coming out on similar cartridges but it's like oh you have the switch 2 version of the game because you put it in your switch 2 then that i think would lend itself to an earlier release for whatever this next platform is the other thing i think is does this mean breath of the wild is going to get pushed to next fall because I don't see a system coming out next spring. I really don't. I see it coming out next fall at the earliest, which makes me worry maybe that delay wasn't the first delay or wasn't the only delay for Breath of the Wild 2 and we could see another one which would be really disappointing, but I could see <laughs> that uh, Breath of the Wild got delayed like 3 times and this one's only been delayed technically once so far. So we'll see. It would totally make sense for them to release the next thing alongside this game. But I still am going to hold out and say it's Metroid Prime 4 is the the cross-gen launch game is still what I'm going to stick to. Uh, But yeah, the screenshots do look really good for this game. That little bit of footage, I noticed it too. I was like, wow, this looks like a big step up from the original. What that means, we'll just have to wait and see. And you
0: also see that from, it was a launch game. For the Switch, and you look back on like the PS4, the launch games. I mean, they look fine. Like you look at Infamous Second Son, which was a pretty early title, and you're like, yeah, it looks good. But you look at what they were able
2: to draw out of
0: that machine (laughs) at the end of its life. Most of the time, they can do more with basically the same hardware that they had from the start. So, to an extent, it will look better just because they've been with the hardware more for a longer period of time, and they're not designing it for the Wii U. Mm -hmm. yeah but
2: what do you think zach i don't know
1: uh i'm i'm in no rush for a new switch i still got a lot of life out of mine but yeah as long as it doesn't start delaying games like breath of the wild 2 but it just feels weird that breath of the wild 2 would be an end of switch's life game and not a switch Two starter so they could always re-release it it. when (laughs) you were talking about doing
0: doing the the Xbox thing I just think about Nintendo charging like $60 for Tropical Freeze and all this other stuff and I'm like man I don't know if I see them doing that yeah when they could be like oh we can just you know sell it twice or whatever and people will buy it like I could see them very easily going in the other direction too I'd much rather have the Xbox situation but with the way Nintendo is sometimes with these games, I could really see them going the opposite. At the
2: very least, the Switch 2 will be backwards compatible. It has to be. There are yeah. hundred million Switches out there. It's yeah. going to be backwards compatible. And whether it's like an Xbox model or a PlayStation model, you're going to see a couple years of cross-gen games. I just think you are. Even if a new machine comes out next year, they're not ready to leave those hundred million people behind just yet. Just the way games are selling, it's it, it'd be stupid to leave that behind and say that they'll all migrate over to something that doesn't work with switch games it will work with switch games breath of the wild metroid prime anything else i i think that comes out through 24 i'll say through 2024 will probably still work on the original switch i just think it's the smart move and then you have you have the switch two out maybe spring of 2024 and then you say all right by the time like spring 2025 rolls around that's when we cut off the original switch games eight years later that's that's what i think they're going to do and it's what i think they should do too what that means for next year and breath of the wild too i don't know um i think we had all kind of agreed before we don't think that that fits into the plan but we could be wrong you, they're the company you could never predict what they're gonna do nope. yeah i just want this game man that's all
0: me too yeah i'd like this game and i don't really want to buy another system right now <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, me neither no i'm also not ready for a new <laughs> yeah. switch
1: no, I can't imagine you would be.
2: Yeah, yeah. will talk about that in a minute, though. First, Snacks <laughs> is coming to all platforms and Game Pass on April 28th, coming to Switch and Xbox. This was a PlayStation 5 launch game launched into PS Plus, now coming to Series XS, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I played a little bit of this game, wasn't a super big fan, but Zach, coming to Game Pass.
1: Love Game Pass. I haven't Ever since I got my PS5, I feel like I've been slacking on Game Pass, which makes me feel bad because in order to be worth it you need to be playing games yeah. so i downloaded a couple games uh i'll definitely try out bugs next i haven't tried it out yet um was it on ps plus
2: yep it launched on PS it was plus. and i'm
1: kicking myself for not okay, pretty sure i missed it. that one because it's not yeah. in my library so yeah well because that was
0: that was in like the first month and that was also when you know i mean it still is the same but it wasn't as well known that you had to like go into the store oh, yeah. only on the web browser Yeah. and then find the PS five games and then add it to your library. It was a whole thing that people had to figure out. So I missed it too, which I'm kind of annoyed about, but it's cool that it's coming out. The platforms you know, switch as well.
2: Yeah. It has that DLC coming out too. Uh, so mm-hmm. that will be launched on, on multiple platforms. Also, this is kind of an aside. I just thought of this. Wanted to mention it. I think Fall Guys is going free to play uh, later this month. Which is it's got, like a, It got a new launcher, didn't it? It did. It did. Yep, and mm. there's rumors saying it's going to free-to-play, and that's what the launcher seems to be uh, kind of suggesting, Why the, and maybe a whole overhaul of the store. They were acquired by Epic after the game came out, so I'm wondering if they kind of like are now migrating to a more Fortnite-like model with a battle pass you might have to pay for and, and a mm. totally revamped store. Uh, so we'll see how all that goes. But yeah, I think that, that we'll probably have some big news about that in the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah. At the very least, free-to-play would encourage more people to play. With, with with a game like that, with the amount of people that you need to play a lot of these games, it's quite important to have a have a large player and base. So having it on, it on a, one, it makes sense.
1: Having it on their own type of thing might make it easier for when it actually does come to Xbox and Switch to have a more cross-play. might be easier to make it cross-play between all platforms once they finally come out. And I think when did they announce that? I feel like they announced a that long time ago. ago. Like, People are mad that it's taking so long. Yeah, Jeez. yeah.
2: and I think that uh, it being for launching free to play on Switch and Xbox, it's going to be big again. It's going to have a big moment again, like it did when it first came out on PlayStation. I think launching to those two new platforms as kind of a relaunch, free to play, I think it'll be good because we don't even play it as much anymore since we since we got the trophy and since. Yep. we maxed out season six months ago we just haven't had reason to jump back in but i totally will once the new stuff comes out the new season to see what it's all about
1: technically when you download the new launcher all the trophies pop again so now i have two fall guys platinum trophies really much (laughs) that's great
2: (laughs) yeah yeah, so that's Total Fall trophies. Guys. Bugs next, April 28th, and then uh, Rumor Roundup. We talked about the Sonic movie, and I just want to say this week, in terms of our Sonic Frontier segment, I already mentioned this before the movie came out, but I couldn't help but think about it before and after the Sonic movie. What a missed opportunity to not even have a mention of that game anywhere surrounding this movie. You could have had a two-minute trailer right before the movie started, and I think that you would have had millions of kids... Walking out of the movie theater, being excited to put this game on their birthday or, or Christmas lists this fall. And I'd rather have a good game than a rush game to coincide with the movie, but it is just a shame that they could not make something work because the Sonic movie has gone far more mainstream than the Sonic games have been for a very, very long time. And so to miss out on this marketing opportunity was just like, this is what the movies should be for, is to drive people to the games and to just it to be completely absent and then keeping those two worlds apart i, I just thought it was a shame
0: yeah it yeah, would have been a great spot for a trailer yeah some kind we and could even... see dead amy
2: yeah <laughs> give
1: us dead amy but you already see <laughs>
2: dead amy in the movie just kidding whoa spoiler <laughs> spoilers
1: <laughs> it's Sonic's motivation in the beginning
2: <laughs> yeah
1: it's james marston's motivation amy's dead
2: oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah so i just thought that was really disappointing um yeah missed huge missed opportunity because i mean we i walked out of the theater and there were people in front of us googling something about like wait what was that was that a reference to the games like man if you just had a game trailer before people would be like oh they're still making Sonic games. If you have a kid who walks out of the movie super excited about Sonic and wants to play the latest big Sonic game, you know what they're going to go play? Sonic Forces was the last <laughs> big Sonic game. Maybe Team Sonic Racing, but big. I I bet big. my money that, yeah, it's tiny. Two hours. That, like, Mania and Forces are the last things you can go to. That was five years ago. To me, that's... Both movies have come out since then. To me, that's not okay. There wasn't even a game in 2020 to go along with the original movie. It's just, like... It's just a huge miss from Sega to not have something ready to go. Even the Sonic Origins collection, if that was ready to go. Just the original games remastered. And they said, hey, here's that. People who are adults and are nostalgic, and that's why they went to this movie. is because they're like, I played Sonic when I was a kid. I'll go to this movie. They see, oh, you can play all the games you played when you were a kid right now on, on your Xbox, on Switch, on PlayStation, on PC. Which I bet many people who go to this movie have at least one of those devices. It would be huge. It would be huge. Sonic could have kind of this renaissance, but instead it's like, wow, the Sonic movies are good. They're great video game movies. And that's the end of the story right now when it could be so much more than that. When was the event where they usually announce a lot of Sonic stuff? Is that South by South? It was South by Southwest, it. yeah. When is that? Uh, it passed, and they didn't do anything. Okay. <laughs> it's a so really, shopping. they yep. really
0: have nothing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. What does that say about the state of the game that's going to be coming out this year?
1: It's not coming out this year. That's, <laughs> that's probably what it, what says. it says. Yep. <laughs>
0: I mean, get, I feel like give it until this this summer. If we don't hear anything by this summer, then it's not coming out this year. Yeah. I feel like that's last chance for them to, to get it out. To get it out there with some big like blowout trailer.
2: Yeah. Disappointing. Disappointing to see the movies really overshadow the games and... I'm not doing anything about it. But that is it for a rumor roundup and that's it for the news. Good All rumor right. this week. Good rumor.
1: <laughs> Wait, okay. Yeah. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's rumor roundup. We'll now move on to what we've been playing. A good amount of new stuff uh between me and Logan. Not me. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with Kevin, he's been playing the same old, same old. Anything anything jumping out from the same old, same old? Played a bit of Kirby today. It's good. I think I'm on the last main area. It's just fun. Uh, it
0: had been about a week since I hopped back in because I was playing a, a lot of Horizon, but hopped back in, did some levels. Game's still a lot of fun. And then for Forbidden West, I feel like I'm nearing the end of the main campaign. Things are starting to ramp up, and it feels like some of the last you know couple of missions from the main story yeah. are coming up. I'm like 45 hours in because I've been doing a lot of the side stuff, but I've been enjoying it a lot. I... I really appreciate uh, some of the side quests that you do. And I, I like to bring up side quests that like, you know, have some sort of impact on the world in some way. Um, And I think horizon does a really good job with that. And they also have characters that are not just like there. (laughs) And it's like, Oh, you know, I need you to go grab like three branches and bring them back to me. Like, it's they're they're much more in-depth side quests with their own like actual stories like i was doing a couple of side quests um in in the desert area and at one point i wasn't even expecting the quest to continue you're i thought that it was just kind of like the end of the quest and it kept going and and you went off to this new area and you had to do this big fight and it was super cool like that these side quests are more than just like, Oh, go grab me this thing. Like they have these characters that are doing these things and then they kind of branch off and, and kind of keep going and, and have an effect on the world around you, which is, is super cool. I always appreciate that. Not all of them are like that. Of course, you know, you have the errands that don't really do much of anything. You have Aaron, the character that also doesn't do a whole lot. Cause he's sitting around. <laughs> you could play um, machine
2: strike against him.
0: <laughs> I could. It's all that um, matters. But yeah, I, I've been impressed uh, with certain side quests that that they are actually relatively in-depth and that they have some interesting characters and they do affect the world in some way for, for a good amount of them. So that's that's made me go out and do a lot more of the side quests than I think I thought I was going to partway through. So that's been nice. And I'm looking forward to, to getting to the conclusion of the story because, you know, it's set up a lot of interesting things and I always like the world building. I will say there was what I felt was a real cop-out late, late in the game where they do not show you a thing where you get to this area and they're like, Oh, you know, it's behind this door. And then someone goes into the door and then you don't get to go and follow and see. And then, and then you don't ever get to go and see what. Oh, was in I know there. exactly and I what was you're like, talking about. Yeah, come yep. on! Like, I really wanted to see that. That would have been I super know. cool. Yep. I'm not I'm not going to spoil it, of course. But when you get to that point, you'll probably know because I I feel like most people are probably like, I I want to see what was what was behind there, and they just don't give you the opportunity <laughs> to do that. But yeah, I I've been enjoying the game a lot. Like the main story, the side quests are fun. And the combat is great as well, uh, especially when they're giving you the much bigger uh, fights later in the game. Uh, it's great. I like it a lot. Awesome.
2: Play Machine Story again.
0: I did the one tutorial.
2: Nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: me too. That's all I ever did. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nothing else. <laughs> I played
2: everybody. Yep.
0: Everybody. I played everyone. That's a lot of people. That's in like every single town. <laughs> yep. Oh Enjoyed God. that
2: more than the main game. That's crazy. Jeez. What was your final play time? Uh, like 20-something, 20 20-something 20 hours. I did zero side content except for Machine Strike. That was wow. all I did. okay.
0: I'm and impressed that, that you did all of the
1: Machine Strike and still got through the main story in, like, 20, 25 hours.
2: Yeah, beeline. Yeah, Kevin, you're
1: going hard on side quests. You're I way am. further in time than either of us ever got. <laughs> I did not make it to the 40-hour mark. Um, so, that's, yeah, definitely love... I, I I don't love, I like the the story payoff in the end, so I think you... You got some some more story to look forward to. And I like the setup it does for for more games in the future. So look forward to that. Uh, Logan and I played some stuff together, some new stuff. Firstly, we finished uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. And the last time we talked about it, uh, we talked about how Logan's character was invincible. Um, so we booted it back up and that was no longer the it case. It was gone. That, that was something was broken. Yes,
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious.
2: Yep.
1: It so was, did you have to like learn how to play the game yeah at that i point?
2: died a lot immediately <laughs> immediately rectified.
1: Lot. Yep. so <laughs> yeah not really sure what was going on there um we were about half we we did the second half of it very short it's just dlc for borderlands 2 uh so we put like two two and a half more hours into it uh wrapped it up it was pretty good um the the it, it's very similar to borderlands dying has very little consequence um Unless apparently you die at the same time we were fighting the final boss and I was dying, I would respawn, go back in, Logan would die, respawn, go back in. But if you both die at the are both dead at the same time, the 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 boss respawns his health, full health oh. bar, which we, we found out when he was like a sliver from, from dying. And he was um, a which, tank. He had yeah, so he had much health. So much health. So that boss that final boss fight, I would not consider that fun. No. It was just annoying. Um, but the rest of it was very fun. I like the writing, I like Tiny Tina as a character. I, I like the looting and shooting mechanic of the Borderlands series. Um, it just felt kind of aged. Um, which was rectified because we now played Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah. Um we well, firstly, <laughs> we should say why we played it. We started Ghostwire Tokyo. Um that was, we were gonna play it, uh, yeah. and we played a good chunk of it. We played about a third of it. Um, I thought we played and half of it. I don't think we're halfway. Oh god. We we were like did check three. How long to beat? It's roughly nine to eleven hours. We were like three and a half hours. Okay. Kind um, of like longer than that. It did feel like longer. Um, not good. But it but it wasn't. It's not bad. the The, the conclusion we came to was it's about as average as a triple a game can be um it's it's beautiful gorgeous tokyo looks great it has some areas where it doesn't run very well even in performance mode we were fiddling around with the with the the settings trying to get it to run as good as possible we had to look up the best optimization options to get it to, to run well um
2: you have to turn off a setting in your ps5 settings to make this wait, game what? run well it's yeah. bizarre
1: yeah <laughs> yeah It. Okay. Yeah i I tried this thing in high fidelity mode and it it was choppy. <laughs> it
2: was very choppy. It, it
1: was very choppy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this game, um, while mechanically is okay, it doesn't it didn't change very much at all. It feels like the, the while the it's a first person shooter with magic, um, but it, it feels like you're very spammy with your magic, and there's not a lot more to it um, when you're fighting the yokai uh, and The yokai are not very, you know, different. It's just a lot of the same ones used over and over and over again. Is he wearing a suit? Is he wearing a tie? Is he big? Is he small? That's it. Yep, exactly. It's It's more than that. It's It's school uniform kids or adults in suits with Slenderman style. It's just Mm -hmm. samey. The main character is very not interesting. The ghost who possesses him, I like. He's my favorite character, but also he's only okay um, it gives me very Death Stranding vibes with the story. Like a lot is just not revealed ever. Um, you kind of just have to <laughs> good. just go along with it and just be like, okay, I guess this is happening now. I don't really understand anyone's motivations, but things are happening. So I might as well just keep going. Exactly.
2: Um, yeah. This game is, it is not great. It is extraordinarily average, which I almost feel bad about how much I dislike it. Cause it's like, man, it's hard to make a game because there's nothing wrong with this game it is totally acceptable it is fine it is just nothing special to me it is just the gameplay gets very stale to me very fast you get three different elements which you can shoot from your fingers water fire and wind and while they're a little different fire's just the best you just use that till you run out of ammo then you spam wind and that's it that's the gameplay yep, 100%. loop 100% yeah water's bad yeah there's some upgrade systems that like a skill tree that doesn't really impact much. Like when you upgrade, it's like, oh, you have a little more power now. Oh, you have a little slower yeah, cool charge down attack now. your
1: charge attack is 5% faster. But it like, doesn't okay. feel,
2: you don't feel the change. It's not like no, Horizon where you upgrade to a new skill. You try it and you're like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm going to implement it in my repertoire now. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'm a little more efficient now spamming these same moves over and over. Yeah,
0: and if especially if you get like percentage like, like damage percentage increases then usually the enemies kind of just scale so it's like you have a really yep. hard time of like mm-hmm. actually feeling like you're mm-hmm. any stronger because they just kind of go at the same level up to where you were at and it's just like well it feels exactly the same
2: and there's like no yeah. puzzles at all it's just walk here fight yokai walk here fight yokai that is there, it. that is the, the
1: the one puzzle that we found was we were in this circle and it was like find these three objects in 15 minutes that was miserable it was miserable <laughs> it was what we were in this chunk of, we were in this chunk of shibuya and we had to find these floating rocks that made a barrier and if we didn't find them in time we would just lose we found and three out of the four us...
2: instantly and it took us like eight minutes to find the fourth yeah oh
1: my god Just it running was, around it was <laughs> horrible
2: yeah yeah so i don't recommend it uh there's a lot better things that, to be playing right now it's like uh yeah i don't know who it's for Like, I don't know who's, like, really into this game right now because I think about first-person games. It's like, man, something like Deathloop is way more entertaining than this. Um, Think about, like, creepy spirit games. I think, like, horror games are more interesting than this because this isn't even scary. It
1: doesn't even lean into the horror. At all. At all. Yeah, which I really thought it would. And I'm a um, baby. It so tries. I'm
2: scary. I get scared, but this doesn't scare yeah. me at all.
1: So it's not even trying. The big thing. The big thing about horror games is that roughly you can't really do much if something's coming at you. But this, you just spam wind. Spam wind. Just, just spam wind, and you're good. Yeah, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. So once we got roughly before three... before you get to oh, that, sorry. I feel like Go this ahead. game
0: would have been great for Game Pass, and now it's Microsoft. So whenever it does yep. come to Xbox and come to Game Pass day one i feel like it'd be great for that yeah that's that's
1: not bad paying 60 dollars for it
0: i think that's also kind of the issue with some of xbox's exclusives is that they kind of feel like that where it's like oh it's great (laughs) that they're on game pass because i don't want to pay the amount of money but yeah i for for a type of game like this where maybe it's got kind of a a limited audience and for the rest of people it's like fine that would be perfect to just test it out on game pass and in a year since it's xbox now when it does come i think it'll It'll do much better on there, but when you're asking full price for it, that is a much tougher pill to swallow. Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
2: We'll finish Um, it though. We'll chip away every time you come up. We're gonna but We're gonna I, you're gonna it. beat it okay we plan yeah. to do it in one sitting beat it start to finish on saturday but i'm like i can't do it i can't commit my whole day to this game because it is not that fun i can play do an you have hour an arby's a moment
0: after secret of mana <laughs> where you know you just like have an existential yep.
2: crisis and be like, why of, am i playing this game we took a break we went to the park we threw around a football and i was like i'm not playing more of this today <laughs> i'm not doing it <laughs>
0: yeah. we needed a minute <laughs> yep sounds like secret of mana all over again so instead
2: (laughs) i downloaded tiny tina's wonderlands and we played that split screen for like way more we instantly sunk way more time into it than we had played and it didn't even feel like it no it
1: didn't feel like we put in nearly as much time but we put in more time no Um, this game is a lot of fun uh i like it a lot um i can't really compare it to borderlands 3 but i can compare it to borderlands 2 and it feels a lot you know more you know friendly to the player um, a lot more clean, very good looking. It's a very beautiful game with the 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 PS5 cell, cell shaded style. Uh, I think it works really well. Yeah. Um. The the concept is ex- exactly the same as Tiny Tina's Assault and Dragon Keep. You're uh, a part of Tiny Tina's uh, Bunkers and Badasses game, um, and you're thrown into this fantasy world that isn't the real world of Pandora that Borderlands is set in. You're just in Tiny Tina's imagination, um, so really anything can happen. Like you're fighting uh, the, a big dragon, and you're like, "How am I going to defeat that?" And Tiny Tina's like, uh, "Never mind, you probably can't defeat that." And then it's just gone. So really anything can happen, and it's a lot of fun. And Tiny Tina narrates it, and I think the dialogue is is really funny. Um, the side quests we're just doing because they're good. Like they're really we don't good. usually we don't usually just go out of our way to do side quests, but they're really good. Um, one of our favorites is. <laughs> We we came across a guy uh, called ba- Box Stab, and he just keeps talking about, "Oh, it'd be a shame if someone were to sneak up behind you and stab you in the back." But that would never happen. But his name is Backstab, and when you finish the quest, you go back, and he's just dead because someone stabbed him in the back with a thumbtack. This mm-hmm. <laughs> is the funniest thing. That uh, sounds like I mean, Borderlands, <laughs> and it's super funny
2: because yeah. it's in the something new to Tiny Tina is this this overworld where you are walking around basically the D&D board. So like, and you, yeah. your characters have these giant heads in this, and you are it's like a top-down perspective, and you're actually walking around from a top-down perspective. And that's where you interact and get a lot of the side quests. And so there's a lot of real-world objects that are used on this overworld map. For example, you need to get to this, this one area to find a bard at one point, but there's literally like a Cheeto puff, a giant Cheeto puff blocking your way the tiny Tina, like, accidentally dropped on the board. So you have to do this quest that she, like, makes up as she goes. And the the characters are like, you're making this up as you go, aren't you? And she's like, no, no, I'm not. And then at the end, she picks up the Cheeto, and then she just eats it. And then you can move through. So it's, it's super fun how it's like, it's just you're playing as these characters who are playing a game. And I super like that storytelling perspective. It's really unique. And then the gameplay I like even more than I liked the Assault on Dragon Keep. Because, yeah the loot for one there's a new option called cooperative where everyone when you open a chest everyone gets different drops in the chest so you don't have to fight for what you open the chest and it's like one gun and zach takes it and the chest is empty i'm like well so I can't get anything in that chest. It's like, you open <laughs> the it, next one. and there's like two two guns, and they're different for each of us. So we're playing split screen. So we're looking at the same chest, but we see different weapons. And it's like, oh, I want that. And Zach can pick it up and then drop it, and then I can grab it. Or if there's like he's using a frost class, um, I can pick yeah. up a frost weapon and give it to him. So I really like how that all works out. And then... Uh, The Assault on Dragon Keep felt like Borderlands 2 characters dropped into this world. The classes in in Wonderlands are, like, fantasy classes. I'm playing as this... uh, What's it called? Do you remember what mine's Mm. called? The Spore... Spore Warden. The Spore Warden. And I have this little mushroom companion... This, like, two-foot-tall, really angry-looking mushroom who follows me around and poisons enemies. And he's super cute, and he's super funny, and, like, half of my skill tree is about upgrading his abilities. And I just super like that. And then Zack is the Berserker, which is a Berserker. ice barbarian. Ice. Super yep. cool. And I like the missions a lot. And the the voice acting is funny. Uh, Will Arnett is the main villain, and he's pretty. He does funny. a great job. Yeah. So, oh, didn't he have? Didn't
0: they have like a whole show with him or something? Like, I think so. Like, yeah. like at a presentation, he showed mm-hmm. up at at one of the yeah. games. No, was that for this? Probably. I feel like I, I, I vaguely so. remember. It was either Will that or Arnett the Lego up,
1: Batman like, movie. But <laughs> who knows? For one of these gaming presentations, I forgot that he was in it. Yeah, him and Andy Sandberg, Wanda Sykes, and Ashley Burch the the main voices for this whole game they do they all do a great job i I like it a lot and then you um you choose your voice based on a bunch of presets because you're you don't yeah like in not in the classic Borderlands style you don't choose from a preset character you build your own character you customize them you give them a class you give them a voice and you just uh and then you're just that character um which is good um eventually when you start doing missions, you get a statue of yourself built in, in, built in a town. And then Logan was like the first player. So he had a huge statue. And then I had this little tiny statue right in front of I was Like, that's the little (laughs) really offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like I'm contributing here, but it doesn't seem like it. All right. Uh, yeah, definitely enjoying this a lot. Um, more than I thought I would. Um, given that I heard nothing about it after it came out. Um, it's just a lot of fun. So we're, we're, Definitely gonna play more of that. Probably just gonna keep playing it split screen, so I don't have to pay pay seventy dollars for the PS5 version. Or... Right? It was
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. Nor- the the normal
1: PS5 sixty product. for PS4, seventy mm. for PS5.
0: Do we ever check and see what it was like on Xbox? If it was just seventy for both platforms, or if it was sixty for everything? I think it's sixty think it's... for everything. <sighs>
2: wow.
1: <Whoa>. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So stupid. And we were
2: gonna wait till it was on sale, but then after our Ghostwire plans fell through. Like all right, guess i'll I'll bite the bullet and and buy this game, but yeah, we're playing it split screen, yeah, super fun, you guys know I never really have played Borderlands, but i I do really, really like this game i I also just love the fantasy setting, I think it's just super unique to have a first person shooter where like skeletons and goblins and and things like that are the are the enemies that you're taking down, so yeah i I really yeah. like it a lot,
1: nice, yeah, um. And then anything else, Logan, that wasn't... I know you played more Kirby.
2: I beat Kirby. You I beat finished Kirby, Kirby. Yes. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Kirby endings tend to go pretty bonkers. This one is no exception. It is crazy. <laughs> crazy finish. Really fun finale. I really love this game. I think it is great. I liked the last couple worlds a lot. Uh, they actually ramped up in challenge a little bit. I never died. I did not die. Well, that's actually not true. There were a couple challenges uh, where it's like, you need to defeat this boss without taking a hit. And it was like a mini boss that was like halfway through a really long level. So if I took a hit, I would just let him murder me and then start over. So I never (laughs) unintentionally died in this entire game.
0: Was it the one where you had to fight two of the guys? The Twin
2: Frosty? Yes. Yeah, Uh that one was brutal. (laughs) Yes, the Twin Frosty. That was not fun. Yep, I am one waddle D away from collecting all of them. There's a waddle D on the final boss I have to go back and get. I have to complete it without taking any damage, as you do with all the bosses, so that's all yeah. I have left to do. Uh, there is a post-game which unlocks, which Every Kirby has a pretty meaty post-game, so I'm going to work my way through that, too. But, yeah, this game's great. I like the sub-games a lot. I like the main game a lot. Uh, the, the music is great. The world design is great. I love how industrial the whole game is. Like, every world, it's like, oh, you've got, like, a rundown, rusted theme park that is super unique for this type of world. Even, like, the... The grass area in the first one where you're going through these like dilapidated areas, it's like this is just such a cool vibe for this game that kind of carries out throughout all of the world. So really enjoy that. Really like the ending. I think that when I look at a game like this compared to something like Super Mario Odyssey, which is a high benchmark to compare it to, but I think that Kirby just shows its all of its cards a little too early. Mouthful mode and the copy abilities, you use, I believe, all of them in the first two, maybe the first three worlds. There are no new mouthful abilities in the second half of the game. There are no new copy abilities in the second half of the game, except you do get more upgrades for your copy abilities, so they do evolve and get more powerful. But in terms of brand new mechanics, once you play the first half of the game, you kind of know what you're getting in the second half. When I look at something like Odyssey, where every kingdom you drop into, you don't know what in the world you're going to be capturing next and what you're going to be doing next. I think that this is like, it doesn't have as many surprises as I like a platformer to have. Even something like Mario 3D World, I feel like it's consistently shaking things up in its level design. This one changes things up aesthetically, but mechanically it stays pretty similar the whole way through. So I think that might be my my one complaint about this game, even compared to like Planet Robobot. Like that game is constantly changing through too, and that's a Kirby game. So I think that's something I'd like to see improved upon in a, a 3D Kirby sequel is is take more risks with some of the copy abilities and some of the mouthful abilities and and really kind of shake things up in the second half, which this one doesn't do. But overall, outstanding transition to 3D for Kirby. I really, really love this game. I'm still working on where I think it it, it fits in the Kirby series. I think Planet Robobot is still the number one Kirby game, but I'm probably putting this one at two. I think this is the second best Kirby of all time, which is pretty great because... I've been, reflecting, games. I've been reflecting a lot on the series because I've played pretty much every game and Kirby's really consistent. Like there's a few games that aren't as good. Like Star Allies is not as good. It's not a bad game. It's just not as good. But overall, most Kirby games are usually pretty good. So for this one to come in second overall, it's a really great game and, and I, I definitely recommend it. Awesome. Yeah,
0: I've been consistently impressed by it. It's been a lot of, a lot of fun and I really like all the different worlds and I appreciate that it's... That even if they change things up only aesthetically, that it is a different feeling than, say, just, like, the desert world or yeah. the, you know, the lava world or something. It feels like it really fits within this world, mm-hmm. and that always makes it fun to go and explore the next area within even just the same theming of the level. It's like, oh, what what's what's the main, the overarching theme of this specific level going to be? And that's always fun to check out.
2: Yeah, I really love The Last World, too. I think it's probably my favorite one. There's some really cool levels in there that almost feel like there's some weird Monkey Ball vibes in there with some of the music and and some of the stage design. I'm like, this feels like Monkey Ball to me, but it's it's still very Kirby. But (laughs) what did I play Kirby on? I played it on my Switch OLED, which I just picked up this week. Yeah, uh, after the Zelda delay, I decided, all right, I'm just going to upgrade now. And wow, I love this thing. I love it a lot. I think that my playtime might be lean handheld now because I enjoy playing in handheld mode that much on the OLED. there's just so many little improvements that it's like this is what I wish the switch had been when it first came out because it is just it is just making me re-fall in love with the handheld mode the screen is is absolutely gorgeous like I did a I did a side-by-side comparison of Metroid Dread. I booted up the demo on my old Switch and the actual full version on my Switch OLED and just did the opening side-by-side, and the OLED just looks really, really gorgeous. There's no resolution bump, but the the color and contrast bump itself just looks outstanding. Just The whole machine just feels very premium compared to the original Switch, and five years later, it's, it's a great upgrade. The kickstand is... Uh, takes up the entire back of the machine. It actually kind of, works. It actually <laughs> wow. works. You can set it at any angle you want. You can go like all wow, the way instead up. Instead of one yeah. angle or take <laughs> it off completely. Yeah. So I really <laughs> love the kickstand. I'm sure I'll be using that because I actually do play split screen and tabletop mode sometimes, which will be better too with more real estate on the screen. The screen does feel a lot bigger. Um, the... The grates on top, which I noticed because mine broke on my original Switch, don't seem conducive to breaking. They're a lot more close together and a lot more solid. Uh, the um, The audio is also noticeably improved, which is a minor improvement I kind of forgot was even in here until I heard it. Like, the speakers on the unit are just a lot better. The battery life is the same as the V2 Switch or the Switch Lite, so that's been a big improvement over my original Switch with a deteriorating battery. has been super nice. Uh, and then... Yeah, the the white Joy-Cons, I really like the look of too. So I'm really enjoying the upgrade. uh, And I hope we don't get a new Switch next year because I just bought this one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'd also forgotten that it comes with double the onboard storage. It comes with 64 gigs,
0: which I mean, is in the grand scheme of things, isn't a whole lot. But uh, for people who maybe aren't investing right away in one, I always thought it was funny that there were a bunch of games out there that wouldn't fit on the original (laughs) system like at all like the 32 gigs on there with what was taken up by system storage just wouldn't fit at all so with those games at least you can fit one of them on there yeah
2: Yeah. but i'm extra space i'm really really in love with the machine i'm just especially with baseball's back big baseball fan i've been having baseball on the tv pretty much every day just playing kirby in handheld mode and i'm really really enjoying it if you don't have a switch at somehow at this point this is definitely the one to get it is uh, it's a huge improvement over the Uh, the original switch and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. No changes in the dock when it's in the dock, it's a switch. So if you don't care about handheld mode at all, it doesn't matter.
0: Speaking of the dock though, do you think it's a better build quality? Because with the original, the bezels on the side, kind of the reason they were there. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but the the dock would scratch the, the bezels of the screen. And that was kind of a concern uh, with this one when it kind of removes the bezels to make the screen larger. Do you think the, the dock is, is much better and, and doesn't actually scratch the screen better build quality.
2: Yeah, it seems a lot sturdier. It seems a little like a little bit of a wider gap in there for the switch to fit. Um, but I really like the dock too. The bottom of it has this kind of a um, rubbery texture so it doesn't slide around, which I mean, it wouldn't really often anyways, but it just feels really nice. The back pops all the way off instead of just flapping down because there's an ethernet port in there too. So you can do the wired connection. Um, so yeah, I, I like the dock a lot. I've had no, I, I examined it a lot before I put it in for the first time because I was worried about just that. And uh, I've had no issues with with sliding it in and out. It seems like it fits really well. Uh, and I also did put a screen protector on on the OLED, mm. which I never had a screen protector on my original Switch. I put one on the Switch Lite, uh, but I never put one on the original Switch. But the screen is just it's it's the big ticket item to this to this system, so I, I got a screen protector for it too. First time I've ever applied a screen protector, and there's not been any little dust or a little tiny piece of hair underneath. Wow. That's incredible. Which is great because this is the one I would care about that the most for. So, I was I was really thrilled with that too.
0: That is always the worst feeling when you put it on and it's just like there's a little bubble <laughs> like in the center and you're just like, "Oh my god." Yep. Because and then by if you pull the screen protector. Yeah, because then if you pull it
2: off, then it's just going to be even worse the second yeah. time you put it on. It's like, "Well, it's over." <laughs> yep. Did a system transfer from my original Switch, which only transfers like save data and the account. You still have to re-download everything. Which is a little like annoying. manually? Yeah, uh-huh. it doesn't oh. transfer all the downloads. So. So, but it transfers all the save data and stuff. So, do
0: you have, so you get all the save data. Do you have to go to the eShop to re-download it all? Yes, or? You know. Ooh,
1: yep. that's annoying.
2: Yes, so I don't have Ew. very many games on this yet because I've just been playing Kirby, so I haven't been downloading stuff. But Metroid Dread, I will say, was the perfect launch game for this thing because it looks amazing. Because OLED has pure black, which LCD doesn't have. It's it's black, still look a little bit gray, um, which you can even tell just holding like your old Switch next to the OLED with the, the original off. Like the screen is like gray. It's not pure black, but this screen is like pure black when it's turned off. Um, and Metroid is a very dark game. So just having like the, the color contrast with the very dark darks and then the, the bright colors of Samus and the enemies it was the right launch game because it looks amazing. I might even play that game again just on the OLED because it looks so good. But Kirby looked great. Super colorful game. So it looked, it, it was a lot of fun to play that on the handheld. But yeah, super happy with the upgrade. There's just so many little things even. Like last thing I'll say is here on the bottom of uh, next to the kickstand, there's these little round rubber parts. So no matter what angle you have the kickstand at, it's still resting on the rubber, which is Ooh. a really small thing that it's like that's just really nice. Like it just feels like they thought of everything with this. And yeah, it feels like that DS to DS Lite moment where you're like, "Yeah, this is this is the the better the better, the better one." To <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, you guys don't really play handheld, so it doesn't really matter. Like in dock, a switch is a switch, and and it's the same. Which is why I'm playing so much more handheld is I wanna I wanna feel the upgrade rather than just playing in the dock, and I'm like, "This yeah. is this is the same <laughs> the same machine." Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to be that that way is. If you have, especially if you have like a, a later version that has the better battery life, there's probably not a big reason to upgrade. But if you've got the launch edition, especially if it's kind of falling apart, or you play in handheld a lot, or you don't have a Switch at all, this seems yeah. to be the uh, a pretty good pick.
2: Yep, so I'm selling my other two Switches now. I don't, I'm not going to use it. Like, there's no way I'm going to play on the Switch Lite anymore with how with how nice this is to play handheld. So I'm I'm going to sell both. I was going to trade them in a GameStop, but their values were so low, I'm like, Yeah, I'm not doing. How much war? How
0: much
2: are they? Uh, my original switch is like 130, and the switch light was like 90, and I'm like, no way, no way. They're going used for way more than that. That's that's kind of crap. That's GameStop. That's GameStop. Yep, it's true. But really happy with the upgrade. Uh, I'm gonna be playing a lot in handheld, especially with baseball going on. So yeah, I'm excited about it.
0: All right, nice. Okay. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I think we've reached the end of this episode.
2: I'm playing Lego Star Wars this weekend.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, it looks so good. I saw the trailer. I didn't realize it looked that good because I only saw the trailer for the first time recently.
2: Yeah, it looks amazing. Going to visit my sister this weekend on the on the other side of the state. We're going to plow through as much of that game as we can get through. There's nine movies, so I doubt we'll finish That's a it lot. this weekend. Uh, but I That's think a lot. We'll, we'll play a good amount of it. Nice. Zach, what are you playing?
1: Oh, not much. I'm also going on vacation, so I haven't really started anything recently. But uh, next up, I got Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. Pretty cool game, I've heard. Nice. Get under the radar. Not a lot of people know about it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty small game. Yeah. Yeah, small studio. Maybe I'll just go back to Sunshine. No, no, oh don't God. do it. No, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Don't do that. Play Odyssey.
0: Play the fun one. Mm. If you really like 3D Marios after that, then you can subject yourself to whatever Sunshine throws at you. But do Odyssey first. You'll actually okay. have fun.
1: <laughs> sure.
0: All right. That is going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Thursdays or Fridays. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Ode to for the audio version. YouTube at Ode to Games has the video version of the podcast. so You can check that out there. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odgamescast@gmail.com at gmail.com. For Logan and Zach, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.